this is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong-arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. All right, today we're doing another interstitial episode where we're going to discuss last week's episode about the book Reckless by Selena Montgomery or Stacey Abrams that Bill read. And our condolences to Georgia, obviously. Bill's former colleague, Alyssa, is here today, a fellow librarian. Alyssa and I have been friends since high school. I credit her with bullying me into smoking, convincing me that Prince changed his name to a symbol because he wanted people to call him king and for owning the most socks out of any person i know probably (laughs) yeah right uh she's an avid reader and a fierce feminist who i'm super happy to welcome to the podcast today so thank you Alyssa, for coming and i'm excited to talk about romance and basically make fun of bill with you Now, now we have the assignment. Okay. All right. I'm excited too. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, Alyssa. Now I know that you don't read romance. So what do you normally read? Um, I wouldn't say I'm an avid reader anymore. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I just wouldn't. Um, I used to be. Right now, it just comes kind of in waves. Like when I was sick a few weeks ago, I read the oh, what is it? The Fire and Bone series or something like that? Like the YA series over the course of a day or two. Uh, Sometimes a lot of nonfiction for work, which is super exciting. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes I'll read things I've read in the past just for comfort food. So like Agatha Christie, Jane Austen, those are kind of um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Those are my go-tos when I just need a safe place. Safe and comfortable. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Miss Marple. Miss Marple is very comforting. Have you read and then there was none? Yeah. And then there was one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it one or none? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Well, why do you think then, though, because you've never read romance? Except for Twilight, which you enjoyed. I did enjoy it. I did. I, read, I was assigned Twilight in library school, just the first book. And then I was just like, I got to read it all. And so I did. <laughs> you were like, is she going to trip over something else? She's so clumsy. Is there, going to be, is there going to be another baseball game? What's going to happen in this next baseball game? <laughs> Uh, you know, they like team sports, vampires, you know, that's what they're all about, camaraderie. Family. And after all those years, it never got old. They're still like, wow, we remember when baseball was invented. It was so cool and it remains super fun even after all these years. Keep it going. Yeah. You'd think also that they'd be better at it. Like they'd be, they should be super good at baseball by now. It Were they be- not? I don't know. <laughs> didn't didn't read it. Yeah. But I would say then the only romance I've read are your books. Oh great. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So why do you think that you haven't, except for Twilight, which was assigned to you, why do you think you haven't read romance? Um, yeah, because of because of the patriarchy, man. <laughs> it's, no, I'm serious, kind of. Like I I definitely when 
you know, and I was always like, yeah, good job, you and Mara, you know, going and getting tons of romance books. But I, I definitely viewed them as not serious. And if something wasn't painful to read, it shouldn't be. I shouldn't be reading it that it wasn't what smart people read. Right. On some, right? On mm-hmm. some level. So I was thinking about it because I figured you would ask me that question. And I also, when I was in my 20s, for reasons outside my control, I moved to Hawaii. And I was just like, this is not a place I should go to because it's not for serious people. So, I mean, there were other reasons why I shouldn't. No, you you did not go against your will. (laughs) Kind of like, no, I didn't. I was not taken. You weren't. I I agreed agreed to go to Hawaii. But I did it very unwillingly because it was not as a place for serious people with serious goals. And I was wrong. There are many go getters in Hawaii. (laughs) I shouldn't have been there for other reasons. Primarily, I'm really pale and um, that's hilarious. The water. So, so anyway, so that's what I think about when I think about romance novels. I think about that. I that it was not fun. Things are not for serious people, right? And that women, what women want, is not serious, right? That is correct. Underlying thing to it. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and I was thinking about the the romance that I did read. I mean, I would say that Jane Austen. Would you classify her as romance? I mean, yeah. She's kind of the birth of romance, really. And then, like, and then in erotica, Anais Nen, like, I would read her, but those were both vetted by, sure, you know, yeah. Well, they're old, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're old (laughs) and dead. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Well, fair enough. I mean, like, of course, you know, we hear that a lot. So, as you've been listening to some of these podcast episodes, like what have you thought about it so far? Are you like all of these guys talking about romance? Like how, what are your just general thoughts on it? I think it's been really interesting to listen to them. I think, I think they, you know, and I was, I was listening to Mara's interstitial too before this um just a little bit of it and i think she had a good point about you're you're mainly your your friends that you're getting onto the podcast are a self-selecting group right (laughs) they they all love you and want to support you right and then also they're not guys that are like this sucks this is the worst (laughs) thing ever do you know what i mean they go into it with an open mind and really try they try their best sure they try their best. <laughs> they try their best. No, and I mean they have interesting thoughts and views on things, but they're they're you know they're doing a good job. Yeah. Do you think that they're lying to to one avoid arguing with me and two to like just be nice? Oh, do you mean lying about whether or not they enjoyed the books or why they haven't read it in the past? Why they enjoy the books? I mean, I don't think they're lying because when you ask them, like, would you, you know, they kind of like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't say, oh my gosh, I was a convert. I'm only going to read romance from now on. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's just that same, like, sure. Yeah. I'm going to accept this. This was an interesting avenue. And I also think, and I was thinking about this the other day, how I don't know how many men are in book clubs versus women yeah man 
This past year, I've had, uh, I work as a librarian, and two male faculty approach me to say like, so can we join a book club? How do we do this? How would we go about? And so I basically said, you're on your own. I can't. <laughs> I was a bad, bad librarian. But it was, I've never been approached in that way by a, by a woman. To mm-hmm. say, I mean, I've I've been invited to join book clubs before, but not like how how do we do this? How do we let's let's do something? Can you help us get something started in a right. way that I was by these mm-hmm. two two men? And so I think that also I I don't know how much opportunity men get to discuss books. Sure. Well, that's an interesting point because, you know, I think that we've had this discussion before, like we've both worked in both public and academic libraries. And one of the things that I always noticed in the public library is that like no males use it at all. (laughs) I can go (laughs) days without seeing a guy in the library. And like, why is that? I mean, like they read sometimes, you know, like, what is it? They just don't, I don't know. It's like a thing, but like, I don't know why it is, but I've always wondered, and like, what would bring guys into the library? I don't know. I think, I think that's the whole, oh, like that friendship thing, like uh, adult men don't have as many friends oh, right. as women okay. do and maintain those relationships. I think, I think there's something to that. Tangled up in why why these people were asking for my help with um, finding book clubs. Yeah, Um, which as an academic librarian, I don't feel is is something I have to do anymore. (laughs) That's so. I think that maybe uh, your male friends don't, and I could be totally off base. I don't know how much opportunity they get to talk about books or talk about what they're reading in a way that maybe we all did as undergrads. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And I think that's the sentiment I hear a lot is that like, oh, this was really fun to talk about, right? Like I, you know, once we talk about it, I think different things or whatever, you know. So that's interesting. I never, I never considered that, but you're probably right. I I was racking my brain for something I could bring to this thing, and that's what I got. So <laughs> you freak so much. Don't be silly. <laughs> All right. So, did you have have you had like a favorite podcast so far, or one of the guys who you thought was especially like said something or or did something that you thought oh, um, stood out to you? I, Which one did you enjoy the most? Just yeah, you know? I really enjoyed. Ryan's a lot. I thought he had a lot of good points to say and also some things that like I that I was like oh yeah I should incorporate that into how I think about books you know just in general and then I also really did enjoy hold on you're gonna have to edit this part I'm sorry you're just gonna have to deal with it I enjoyed Jonathan Fadul's both of them (laughs) I think Wait, I don't know if I got through the second one, but I got through the first one completely. And it was, it was, uh, it was funny and uh, (laughs) brutally honest into a brain I don't get to see very often. (laughs) I did. I did. Jonathan, you're probably not listening to this or ever going to listen to this, but I enjoyed your podcast episode. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, Jonathan is funny. Uh, <laughs> I've enjoyed all of them that I've listened to. They all they all read the brief and they came in to mm-hmm. contribute. Yeah. Jonathan does have no filter, that's for sure. Oh, I enjoy that. 
I mean, and like I said, in Mars interstitial, I mean, like I had to edit it down and we spoke for like two hours and 45 minutes and his podcast was like 43 minutes because oh, everything really? else was like, <laughs> yes, the last one. Yeah. Cause he's, everything he says is like X-rated. <laughs> so, so I noticed it has that little E on the, um, the podcast. That, it, that was down from like an X. <laughs> okay. So bad. Ah, oh, God. All of it gold though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, have you been surprised by anything that they've said? Or is it kind of like all of what you've expected guys to say about romance? I don't know. I'm sure I've been surprised. I guess I was surprised at the willingness with which the, the receptivity that they displayed and like, I'm going to try this out and I'm going to be game to, to this experiment. So that, that theory I posited earlier is kind of new, like based on, based on listening to them. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I found, I forgot that they're like smart people. You know what I mean? They like are smart people. <laughs> are. Well, it's very easy to forget when you're talking to them. Really. <laughs> They're all very smart people. Yeah, who, and most of them are readers. So it has been, yeah, it's been pleasant. And yeah, I think they're, they have a lot of good insights. And is there any, has there been anything that surprised you through, through this process? Um, yeah, I mean, lots of things have surprised me. One, like I said the last time that they even finished the books, mm-hmm. all is a surprise. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, it's a commitment. And I'm not, it's not like I'm giving them anything. Um, except, again, renewed friendship, which is not much. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it's just asking them to do more podcasts, basically. Um <laughs> And I think that they are starting to, I think that the thing that I've been trying to like say, but not say is why romance is feminist. Right. And so that has been kind of an underlying theme that I'm trying not to be explicit about, but I think that they're slowly getting it, but some more than others. And so it's interesting to watch them because they all start out with like saying like, you know, Ernest Hemingway and Anna Karenina and these are romances, right? And so how do we get from, how do we get from there to modern day romance and where female joy is not unheard of? And, and, and not that it doesn't exist outside of relationships with men, but if we're talking about relationships in with among men and women, none of it ever ends well for women in in those novels right and so that has been to kind of watch that evolution and it's still I mean I hope that it will continue to happen has been interesting because like they're very reluctant to let go of like how do we it took me a long time it takes everybody a long time to let go of what we like the things that we grew up thinking that romance isn't serious that these classic like if it's not classic literature it's not worth our time if it's not in this box that we considered prestigious or literary or important then it's not worthy of of consideration or or whatever so it takes a long time to it's 
to adjust that way of thinking. And so that's been interesting for me to kind of see even incrementally kind of that evolution. Yeah. I thought it was interesting at the end of Bill's podcast with you, uh, your question about, has he learned anything about romance books and romance? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he was very careful to draw the distinction (laughs) between delving into the trope with you and exploring, okay, this is the trope and this is, this is why it exists versus whether he had uh, learned any life lessons. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure they're all very scared to answer that question. I think, though, when I'm reading your work, um, and again, I don't like the, the trope conversation was interesting for me, too, to listen to you kind of break it down. Mm-hmm. But I think when I read your book, I am always encouraged by the thoughtfulness that isn't transactional that both mm-hmm. of the partners display, even if there's some antagonism, um, right. which is nice. Refreshing, right? Because in in most books, that's not the case, right? Like, how do we? How do we? How can we ever really be equal, right? And it's like a like I don't know that even in twenty twenty two, do I feel like I do more things? Like, there's just an imbalance always. So, like in romance, finally we're able to write an equal partnership, right? See it, right? Which for whatever reason, I don't, we don't have to go into relationship dynamics here and like what the world is. But like, I feel like I'm speaking for most women when I say that like, we take on more in a, in any relationship. So like, to be able to put something on paper that outlines like what is actually an equal partnership is important whether or not it's like a pipe dream or whatever like maybe that can be a goal <laughs> romance is a manifesto yes yeah for sure all right well so you've known bill for a long time and no so he chose outlander which is by diana gabaldon which is a show i think that you have watched right yeah and then he chose reckless um which was by selena montgomery do you think that those choices are you surprised that he chose those two books no yeah not at all but (laughs) i mean that's not (laughs) <laughs> That's not a dig. That's just no. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> He's in the old stuff and uh well like, you know, period pieces and democracy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. All right. So are you, he, did you listen to his Outlander episode by any chance? I did. Yeah. Were you, he didn't love that book. Were you surprised by, by anything in that one or that he didn't enjoy that book? I haven't read the book, so I don't know. <laughs> it's long, it's just, man. It's so <laughs> long. Right. It's, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I think I maybe checked it out of a library once and just mm. like, it's like, no, I just don't think that I'll do that. So no, I don't. I'm sure I was surprised. I don't remember about what. No, no, you're fine. So, okay. So Bill has repeatedly said that he doesn't consider these books to have a lot to do with romance. Like he's mentioned, like he has also mentioned Anna Karenina and Ernest Hemingway and those being romances and War and Peace he mentioned as a romance. Excuse me, when I pointed out to him that the women die in those books and the point 
of romance is that women write is that we live and experience happy endings on our own terms. Do you think that Bill understands this after listening to podcasts? Do you think that he gets that? Your conversation about the trope of romance was pretty long. (laughs) It was a, I mean, not long, like in a bad way, but it was. (laughs) So I think he might still be grappling with it a little bit or in in some way. I'm I'm sure he understands it, you know, but I, I don't know. I think... From from he he likes books with some more conflict, right? Mm-hmm. And and that I don't have anything interesting to say. <laughs> it was not great. After listening to us talk about the book, did that spark any interest for you to read the book? Well, I got the book yesterday in the mail. <laughs> last night (laughs) so I'm definitely going to read it I mean I'm also a fan of democracy and uh Stacey Abrams so I'm really I'm very excited to read it and to compare it with the very few other romance novels (laughs) that I've read there's no baseball in it Uh, or vampires dang it man but there is a Porsche yeah yeah and long legs <laughs> he, he remembered those legs a lot he did <laughs> he also says pillow talk a lot because instead of just sex which is charming you know what i mean <laughs> i enjoyed that <laughs> i mean i read a passage about a cupcake on a dong and he's like pillow talk <laughs> fine bro <laughs> It is uncomfortable sometimes. I mean, like, you know, it's weird to talk about sex with a co-worker. That's that's the truth. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Some other friends who listen to the podcast were like, oh, you know, Bill seems to keep complaining that there's not a lot enough sex in these books. So you should give him one that's like all sex. And I was like, (laughs) I'm not going to. (laughs) I tried. You don't want to talk about sex scenes for over an hour with Bill? I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, it's good to know the boundaries of your relationship as friends. You know? I think so, too. I think he appreciates my forbearance. <laughs> now, Jonathan, on the other hand. Oh, my God. Jonathan. <laughs> like, that's not personal. I feel like Jonathan would have that same conversation with like somebody he oh, met no. on the street. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think you're right. I'm so shocked that you like that one. So it is funny though. It was funny. And and I you know, again, like just this glimpse into another world. <laughs> Okay, so any th- other like general thoughts you have about Bill's particular podcast? Anything that you like? I think Bill is funny. He's very he has like a sneaky sense of humor. Like, what is there anything that struck you about about his his the podcast his podcast or his thoughts or whatever? Yeah, I mean, it was it made sense that he wanted a conclusion to the mystery at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. which. Stacey Abrams, just take your time, you know, no rush on that. Saving mm. democracy. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it was, it just said, you know, I haven't spoken to Bill in a while, but it sounded like Bill. It sounded like a reasonable, funny, smart person. <laughs> yeah. He, Are you surprised that he did it in the first place? Because I have to admit, I, I was surprised. I mean, you, it's really, it's really hard to, for me because I'm kind of an, I'm kind of a know-it-all. So 
hard for me <laughs> when something happens. It's hard for me to say when something happens, like, oh, I was so surprised. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me. <laughs> but, but like, so I wish we could go back in time and you had given me a list of all of your friends and said, like, which ones do you think are going to be the ones who are, like, repeat, you know, guests on the podcast? Because then we'd be able to say, was Alyssa really surprised or what did she predict it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not surprised because it happened. <laughs> That was so Alyssa. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, fine. I do. Like, I do. I, I mean, my favorite Bill memory from working with him, other than like his kindness and his supportive, you know, behavior and like yeah. advice and all that good stuff, is him walking urgently across the floor, stopping halfway, remembering something, and then walking the other direction. That's my favorite Bill memory. And whenever I do that at my own work, Especially if a student sees me do it, I'm like, Bill. <laughs> or a little out for Bill. Right. Well, and it's funny, in that moment where he stops and remembers you forgot something, he probably has also forgotten another thing where he stops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is just like the nature of Bill. Like he's constantly losing whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I think it makes him a good librarian. Well, that same thing probably makes him a, is why he's a good librarian because he's always able to like, like take this synapse over here and this synapse over there somehow and go like, and like, Oh, okay. We found the answer. Uh-huh. Yeah. I find him just a, like, and I find it on the podcast too. And I listen to it. He just has a very calming demeanor. Like it's just like very like chill, like, Hey, it's all good. You got this. <laughs> so, and, and Bill reads a lot. I think he probably reads the most out of all of the, all of my guests, I would think. But, and he reads the most probably obscure stuff. So, yeah, I guess I was surprised that he said yes, because he's, you know, everybody is very busy and I was surprised. So I'll, I'll admit that I was surprised that he said yes. I did yay, it. yay, Bill. Bill is great. All right. So... That's all of my questions about the podcast. I'm trying to think, like, what did he, which characters he liked? You both liked the kid. You liked, I liked how you were trying to bring him out a little bit in terms of, you know, his, his perception kind of deepening the perception of the main character Mm -hmm. a little bit more, you know, to really that she was the one that was more assertive and the the one that was kind of grounding the the relationship I yeah. thought it was interesting well yeah it was just a reversal of like what you normally not normally so much anymore but what people probably traditionally think of like the woman and i've heard this in podcasts too that it's like oh the romance novels are about like women being saved by men and things like that and mostly they're not like that and this one what reckless was she held most of the the power i mean she had more money she had more pool she had a, a higher profile she you know she had more respect in her position she was a well-known lawyer or whatever normally and like he was a cop right so like by all by superficial standards we see her as the more powerful person and that's not 
I mean, it doesn't happen all a lot in, in romance generally, you know. So that was kind of a, a neat thing uh, about this particular book. I And that's not to say that they're not typically e- on equal ground as far as like kind of those superficial benchmarks of how we think and view success and whatever. But yeah, that was kind of different and just thought it was important to point out. So. Mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams, you know. She is doing good things, doing good things. And hopefully she will continue. This is after the election. Do people know that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So sad. But maybe she'll finish the mystery for Bill now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she will. Maybe that'll be something that's helpful to her i mean i i do yeah anyways we won't get into politics because romance <laughs> novel podcast fine and romance is politics yeah. ooh. Ooh. <laughs> nice yeah i just i think what and we can you can totally edit this out but i think i was i was a poll worker uh a couple days ago in a very conservative district Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people came out, which made me kind of and what? what? I said, a lot thank of you for your service. service. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. No, but uh, yeah, no, I'm not. Please don't. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Self-serving. But but like the people who like they knew they knew their their votes, the people who came out to vote anyways, even in a big, hugely conservative. It was just nice. It was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Do you, as a poll worker, see how people vote? I mean, you see the tallies at the end of the day? I see the tallies no? at the end of the day. Oh, okay. I know, right. But you don't, you don't see anyone's individual vote. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. You just, the computer read it all. We hit a number and then it takes a tally and then we put all of the ballots into a box, uh-huh. seal it up in case there is any any challenge. So we mm-hmm. don't know any, you know, we didn't look at any of the individual ballots or anything like that. I just got gotcha. it. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. So any other questions, thoughts about Bill's podcast that you want to share before we kind of... No, I think we covered the big things. I really liked the... Since I haven't read the book yet, mm-hmm. I, the things that really stuck out to me were just that conversation about the tropes and uh, whether whether or not he felt like he understood romance better. <laughs> Stood out to me. And then it was just, a, I'm looking forward to reading it myself to, to see what I think of the characters. So thank you. Thanks for you and Bill reading it and giving me a preview. <laughs> I wonder if this has, and it's a question I think I'll eventually get around to asking is that like, do I think I do ask it like, how, what do they, yeah, do they, what in their opinion after reading these books do they think women like think of as romance or like what do they Mm. you know what have they learned about and nobody has really said anything of interest yet yeah yeah (laughs) no i would i'd love to hear more about what yeah yeah that and i think that reciprocity Mm -hmm. thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's important Yeah, I, I mean, and, and pillow talk, of course, a lot of pillow talk. Hysterical. <laughs> yeah, and like, be better at it, generally. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That too. Yeah. You know, reciprocity. There you go. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks to Bill. So I usually talk about what I cut from each podcast. I didn't cut a lot from Bill's because he um, was rushing me along and had to go, but I did cut out some things, which was um, an extensive discussion about Philip Roth, particularly American Pastoral, which I hate. (laughs) Have you read that? I feel like you have read that. No, I have not read any Philip Roth because I think I heard from you and other people like just don't. (laughs) And so I said, okay, well, that makes my life easier. I won't. Just for someone who prided themselves on someone who is serious. Yeah, for real. I know. But that was a pretty easy, easy um, two excerpts. (laughs) (laughs) Which one was written by the woman? Let's see. (laughs) Yeah. Do you ever, like, do you play along? Are you ever stumped? A couple of times I have been stumped, but not that time. (laughs) Oh, it was ridiculous. Oh, God. Again, though, I did see, I was at Target, and I did see Drake's Devil Dogs or whatever, and I thought, should I get these? And I was like, no, I'm not going to support Philip Roth in any way, shape, or form here. Good for you, Tara. Yeah, <laughs> putting my foot down. I won't support dessert in this manner. <laughs> so I cut that out. That was really long. Of course, Bill loves Philip Roth, which is no surprise. Um, there's the, you know, just a, a subsection of like educated reader males who just can't stop, ever stop talking about Philip Roth, right? Do you know who I think? Now, I, I know they're not as like, famous as that but you know who I think is in that category that I would read a lot T.C. Boyle a oh, little sure. bit oh, oh gosh you have read T.C. Boyle I remember you talk and like when I was trying to think of a pen name and wanted to use my actual like initials mm. and I kept thinking of T.C. and I was like I can't because T.C. Boyle is so terrible yeah I would really? like those were punishing reads yeah yeah Life is too short. Life is too short. Life is too short. In the words of Susan Elizabeth Phillips' premier romance novelist, life is too short to read depressing books. And I agree. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, life is depressing enough. Let's just be cool. (laughs) Cool it it with the books, you know. Cool it with the uh, misery porn here, men. (laughs) We've had it. All right. Another thing I cut was us basically just gossiping about people in the library. <laughs> <laughs> you already leave that in. <laughs> I didn't think people would really want to hear it. <laughs> it makes me happy. Especially the people that it was about. <laughs> Though maybe they need to know. <laughs> and then we had an extensive conversation about movies and television, primarily House of the Dragon. And then Bill made me feel bad because I've let my HBO account (laughs) password to a lot of people. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'd go for that. You know, I watched the the one, the the whole, like, let's punish all of the criminals with the Doctor Who guy in the, what was that, the first or second episode Uh of House of the Dragon. I'm I'm always going to see him as... Like Matt Smith is Doctor Who. Yes, yes. Um, and many people do. 
Right, right, of course. Um, but then we just, uh, me and my my partner and I just said, nope, we're cool. We don't need to continue this. <laughs> we're good. We're just gonna. I like don't even remember that criminal part. What are you? I don't even know. Well, the one where they're going through the town and like castrating mm-hmm. people who and uh, murdering people. Like the, what is that? Martial, martial justice or like mm-hmm. justice where he goes out with the thugs uh-huh. into the streets of what King's Landing and yeah. delivers vengeance, his own brand of vengeance. And I was just like, you know, we, we did it through Game of Thrones. I think I'm okay. I, I don't know. I don't, sure. other people can tell me what happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't remember that part. And I guess I didn't pay that much attention to this. This one, I mean, I watched it and I, I mean, I enjoyed it for the most part, but like everybody looks so similar. And so like, I just kind of on some level gave up like truly understanding what was happening and just like, cause I would look at the screen and sometimes it would be Matt Smith and then sometimes it would be his brother and like sometimes it would be the daughter and I'd be like, this is the same person. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, they all have white blonde hair. <laughs> They're all wearing the same wig, just trading it back and forth. And I, did, I, I read some article that like about how awful the wigs were like in like HBO like cut costs and I was like yeah I mean I get it man yeah you can't unsee that I read something about that too or some like some social media stuff from some costume designer and and uh hairstylist that were just like circling things like (laughs) (laughs) this is all wrong this is all bad it was great but no otherwise it was fine like oh I'll keep watching it but I don't I can't pay attention to anything anymore. Like I'm always doing something else. Like I can't like to just watch a thing is like impossible. Yeah. Just I understand. Like, I can't. I understand. Though if it has, if I, if it has subtitles, I'm more likely to actually watch it because I have to. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've, we, we tend to at night, we do zone out in front of the television and a lot of what we watch is great British bake off. Yeah. For just sure. Because it's very soothing. And mm-hmm. then um, we're on the peripheral right now. The William Gibson hmm. uh, TV show on, on Amazon. It's, it's, it's I'm still working my way through the great pottery um, show. What is it called? The great pottery Throwdown. 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 Yeah, and I just love it that that guy cries. He cries like several times an episode, every single episode, and it's just—it's the sweetest thing I've ever seen. I love that too. I can't, I can't believe you made this pot. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you didn't believe in yourself, and here it is. And look at this—you <laughs> made it. You did it. And I'm like, she did do it. She did do it. She did it. <laughs> I like so- that he's not like. Like he's very open to appreciating very different styles. Uh-huh. If it's like speaks to the artist's soul, it's o- right. it's okay with him. It can be like a painted chicken jug that he cries over, <laughs> or like <laughs> smoky raku. Uh-huh. It it's just he'll he'll bear What's his up with, Yeah. What's up with the raku? It never looks great to me. I'm like, what are they? 
why bother with this? You're putting like hairs in here and they're smoking up everything. And I don't see like a big difference. Like it's all like black. Uh, like That's I don't weird. get it. That is, and it is a very smelly process. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Somebody brought like, brought like moss. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I it's, like, it's like a, like a level up kind of thing. Like I've tried it before and I've never had a good pot come out. But someday, yeah. maybe, maybe someday, right? You can yeah. it. Yeah. I hope you go on that show. I you hope I don't. I hope <laughs> I don't. Thank you, though. Thanks for your faith. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So that sounds good. That's all I cut because, as I said, Bill was one. He was at work. So in case anybody wants to know how busy. <laughs> 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 so that's, that's what he was doing there and uh so yeah that was all I cut not much but I think I what I did cut was was necessary so all right anything else that you have to say that is there anything you that you wish th- about these podcasts but you think I'm not asking of these guys Oh, no, but because you do ask them, like, what do you think these romance books talk about, like, show what women are looking for? You you ask that, and I'm glad you do. I think that's a really, really helpful question to ask. I think, so keep on asking that. Keep on keeping on with that question. And <laughs> I'd like to know if they'd ever recommend one of these books to one of their male friends. Hmm. That's a good question. I bet Ryan's here. Yeah, yeah, I bet he will too. Yeah, but bringing it back to like the whole book club, starting book clubs with their friends. Would they would they recommend any of these books that they've read to their friends? And are there certain friends that they wouldn't recommend them to? And if so, why? And it's and it's interesting. And especially like I mean, some guys have said on here that they don't have dude friends, right? So it's like right, right. Again, my theory, yeah. it holds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little For bit. For sure. Has mm. listening to this inspired you to read any romance, Alyssa? I mean... <laughs> really? Absolutely, it has. <laughs> if it... I, thank you for your question. <laughs> I, need, I need to be more I definitely need to be more intentional with what I read and what I pick up when you're talking with them I'm like oh that sounds like a really good book oh and you know what I did read uh Friends with Benefits the one that you I listened to the audiobook of the one that you did with Richard Turnton oh you mean people we meet on vacation oh god yes that's the one Friends with Benefits is your book uh-huh. I'm really tired. I'm so sorry. So, so did you like people we meet on vacation? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Did you think yeah. it was funny? Huh? Did you think it was funny? I did think it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Did you think Poppy was perky? Did she think she was a perky little fun lady? <laughs> <laughs> Not particularly. No, she was. She was very nice. They were all, I don't remember it now. I just, but that's kind of like, I don't know. Is this a nice thing about some of the books is that you don't have to like, like getting back to the TC Boyle. You do you have to, you don't have to recover 
from them. Right. And to TBH, I have reread books accidentally. I do it all the time. I'm Um, like, three quarters of the way through, I'm like, I have read this book before. (laughs) And then you finish it because you're already three quarters of the way through, right? Sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's, there's, so I have, so the answer is yes. It has inspired me to read more romance. But also that I need to take better notes of like what books you're discussing to go and seek them out. I I don't even, honestly, I don't even know where the romance books are in my public library. They don't have like the turnstiles with Uh the books like like we're at our local library growing up. Right. Um, I'm sure that they must just be mixed in with fiction, I guess. They must be. They must be. But I, I wouldn't be able to identify them. You know what I mean? So, no, so I mean, like, I don't know. I I mean, I guess, yeah, pull the book off the shelf and look at the cover and like, hey, maybe that's a romance. Yeah. I think you would have liked the kiss quotient that Ryan Sears read. Let me um, read it. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't, but you were into Twilight, Alyssa, so maybe... Maybe paranormal is the thing that you'd be into. I, you know, I just fall into books. Honestly, I don't read with a lot of intentionality. Yeah. It's just like I, I fell into that last YA series I read, read because it popped up on my Libby, hmm. and it was just like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll start reading that. And that would be a nice way to be. I feel like I obsess over because I have such little time to read the things that I like want. I mean, most of the books that we I read for this, some of them I have read before, but oftentimes I haven't. And I have to, not that it's a painful to read them, but sometimes they're not my first choice, obviously. And so I don't, I, so I obsess over the ones that I actually have time to read. And then I spend like, I spend like an hour to two hours choosing the book. And then by that time, it's like, I don't even want to read them. Really? Really? You spend an hour or two trying to decide what to read next? I have so many advanced reader copies. And so just sifting through and like reading the summaries takes a long time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And your local library had Reckless or was it in a consortium? No, I had to order it. I bought it. Oh my god! What? It's you could have wanted to like Abrams. I know. I wanted to support her in some tiny, small, um, insignificant way. That's insignificant so way. So I'm glad. And then I can uh, give it to somebody else afterwards, which is the beauty of paperbacks, right? And just true. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad that people are all buying these books. Oh, yeah. How dare we support authors? <laughs> you know what I mean. All right, Alyssa. Well, any other final thoughts before we wrap up here? Nope. Okay, great. This was fantastic. I really appreciate you doing this. I'm sure Bill will as well when he finds out that we talked about him for a whole hour. <laughs> Bill, I, I will say Bill is one of my favorite people, co-workers that I have in, in people that I have worked with. So, um, too. I think, yeah, I think he's yeah. great for this podcast. I think he is a truly lovely person. And so, uh, along with all of my other male friends, I do, I think he did a great job. He really did. He did an excellent job. 
And thank you so much for having me on for this. Of course, Alyssa. It was amazing. It was so great to see you. And thank you for your very serious thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Being a serious person. I hope you read more romance, man. I will. All right. Uh, And so now there's only one thing left to do, Alyssa. Tell me that you love romance. I love romance.